Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The Good with Kevin Thomas. I am Kevin Thomas, and I am grateful to be here with you once again for another Saturday. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure exactly what's going on with the weather. I heard some rain might come in uh, later on, but uh, in the meantime, we'll enjoy this uh, sort of filtered sunshine look that we're going with right now. Uh, later on in the hour, I'm going to have, uh, I, I, I made this decision this morning. I felt like listening to some Bill Withers. So I'm going to play a couple tunes from Bill Withers, uh, that, uh, don't normally get played, uh, all that much. So, uh, stay tuned for that. And, uh, uh, in studio right now, uh, I, I actually have a special guest and, uh, his name might be familiar to some of you out there that uh, look at the local news and whatnot. Lou Young is here in WRCR Studios. How are you, Lou? Hi, Kevin. How are you? Well, I, I, I was looking around when you said special guest. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm like, who, who, who could be here? Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I definitely meant you for sure. I mean, uh, we're talking 40 years in the news and, uh, you know, it, it, I, I remember watching you on the news all the time, and I always respected your work. And, oh, uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, no, I was, I was on uh, uh, um, ABC, NBC, CBS. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I made the rounds. Yeah. You made the rounds. I made, the, made rounds. the rounds. It was, you know, yeah, it was, it was, a, great, uh, it was a great gig, and, uh, and I'm, I'm doing some other things now. And I'll be, uh, I'll be joining the family here at WRCR uh, next year in the new year and uh we can't wait yeah yeah we i mean from what i've heard of the show i think it's a great idea and uh i think it's it's definitely going to be a welcome addition to our lineup for sure well i'm i'm, I'm uh, grateful for the opportunity to do it and uh, we've got some interesting people to uh, to bring in to introduce you to anyway i'm interested to see hear what you have to say today what's good what is good? What's good, Kevin? <laughs> well, let's uh, let's begin. Uh, first, I, uh, first, I, I do got to say this real quick. Uh, so there's a girl down in Florida, and her name is Amira, Amira Neal, and she happens to be my niece. And uh, last weekend, she celebrated her ninth birthday. So I want to say happy birthday, Amira. And uh, many, many more. You know, she's she's so smart. And uh, I know the radio audience can't see this, but uh, if you look at my shirt, uh, well, Luke. let me describe it then. Uh, stand up there, Kevin. I can't, um, uh, it's uh, it's like a tropical. Um, it's like a, a, a picture of a, a sunset, island sunset with a with a palm tree. And uh, what's it say beneath it there? What is that? Artwork by Amira Neal. Artwork. Oh, so that's your niece's artwork. That's beautiful. She's nine? She's nine, and she she actually drew this when she was seven. Well, you, you know, we're going to have to put that up where people can see it, because that is awesome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. It, it, uh, she, she's many talents. Matter of fact, uh, uh, my mom, her grandmother, just recently got her a guitar, so she's going to start dabbling with that as well, so multi-talented kid i'm really proud of her kevin i see the future 
you'll be living in her basement someday. <laughs> that is a possibility. That, that is, with the going rates with everything, yeah, for sure. Uh, now, if you feel like uh, saying hello or you feel like sharing some good news uh, or anything, really, uh, it's real easy. The number is 845-429-1700, 845-429-1700. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat and we'll have a good time. Now, I, the first story that I want to talk about, we're going to go all the way up to Nelson, British Columbia. Yes, we're going into Canada for this first story. And uh, I want to talk about Jennifer and Ron Taylor. Now, Jennifer and Ron Taylor, they have a deep appreciation for their town of Nelson. Uh, but uh, they also have noticed that, uh, you know, doctors and nurses uh, have had a tough time, obviously, with the pandemic up there. And so what they wanted to do was uh, help out their local hospital. So what they did was bought hundreds of gift cards and donated it to the local hospital. Uh, in fact, uh, it didn't make sense to see how nurses and doctors had gone from being celebrated in the early days of uh, British Columbia's uh, lockdown to being vilified in 2021. Uh, Jennifer said, what happened to the pots and pans? What happened to the drive-by with cheers out the window? What happened to all the heart emojis on all the windows and every door of homes, of businesses? What happened to all that gratitude? So on September 16th, uh, their hospital up there is Kootenay uh, Lake Hospital. And uh, they donated $50 gift cards from various restaurants around their city. And uh, they purchased 322 of these gift cards. So the total donation was about $16,000. And uh, they, they didn't want to get anything cheaper than 50 bucks for it. So they, uh, they ended up... Uh, the nurses and doctors were so grateful they ended up receiving uh, 60 letters from hospital employees and uh, one of the letters read uh, to the wonderful donors who gave all the staff at klh a gift certificate to the restaurants in nelson there was a wonderful buzz around the hospital especially to those who often don't get recognized during these times it is a continual struggle for all staff to deal with COVID, but most staff just continue to forge ahead with no complaints. We are grateful for your kindness. And uh, Jennifer and Ron said it meant everything to them. Jennifer said, I just want people in this community to understand. It doesn't have to be the size of the gesture. It is what your words say what you show in terms of your gratitude now that i like that story a lot um and again that gratitude doesn't have to necessarily be financial uh shown in a financial way it can be shown in many ways uh throughout the community but without a doubt we should 
recognize the doctors and nurses and uh, first responders out there that are doing just an amazing job trying to keep up with this pandemic. It's just amazing. Uh, now, the next story I want to talk about, we're going to go from Canada and we're going to make a trip down to Georgia. Adersville, Georgia. I want to talk about an eighth grader who plays on the Adersville JV softball team, and her name is Lily Roberts. Now, why is Lily Roberts important? Well, she's important because she's human, number one. And number two, because she just showed a great example of sportsmanship recently, and uh, it just goes to show she was definitely raised right, that's for sure. Uh, now, a couple weeks ago, uh, they were playing another team, and uh, one the pitcher for the other team got sick. And uh, so Lily ended up telling the uh, local affiliate over there, 11 Live, uh, they were struggling, and I knew if I didn't step up, the game would have to end, and they would have to forfeit. So I just thought I would love to step up. And so what she decided to do was pitch for the other team. And she wasn't just throwing, uh, just lobbing up easy pitches to her team. She was actually throwing gas, uh, without a doubt. She was throwing them for strikes. Uh, her coach, Kelly Abernathy, said she would smile at them and throw them a strike she was pitching like she was pitching in a championship game. And even though uh, Lily was striking out her own teammates, uh, girls on both benches were cheering. Uh, Lily said, I think the other team was really supportive of me coming to pitch for them. I did hear them cheering for me when I was pitching, and it made me feel good. And uh, Coach Abernathy said, it's not winning that makes him proud. It's how the players act and the lessons they learn on the field. He said, if we could be as positive as Lily is, there would be a lot less problems in the world. Wow. That's, that's pretty amazing. I, 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 who won the game? They didn't say. <laughs> I, I, I guess it, I guess it wasn't. Uh, I don't know. You know. I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Right. I mean, she she ends up uh, striking out uh, her, her her own teammates, and uh, uh, yeah, they neglected. Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't actually uh, mention. Well, uh, that that uh, may that may reflect on their reaction. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. It's it's you you just see these great examples of sportsmanship coming from these kids nowadays and it really is refreshing to see that uh you know uh, uh you know if we could if we can uh cultivate uh a brand new uh you know kind of athlete i mean you you see it with uh the olympics sometimes you see it with uh, yeah. uh athletes that uh, what was that one? Uh, there, there was one where uh, the runners had tied in the race, and then 
there there was going to be a runoff, and then uh, they decided they would they would share the gold medal. And I just thought that uh, that's pretty amazing stuff well, right there. Well, Kevin, can I can I ask you what what do you think about like the NFL now? You did all the uh, penalties we're seeing for taunting and you know uh, late hits and all that kind of stuff. That seems to be going in the same direction. You yeah. Know? Yeah, I, I mean the the late hits definitely uh, they they got to get that out of the game, uh, you know, uh, especially when you're talking about subjects like CTE uh, happening. Uh, you, you obviously can't yeah. have players getting hurt out there. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's definitely not a gentle sport, though. It's a contact sport, uh, but uh, anything unnecessary. You know, you could do away with that. Well, there was but. a big one the other night. There was 15 yards for taunting yeah. after the play. Did yeah. you see that? Yeah, and uh, you know, it. I don't know. It, it, it's it's players having fun, players being pumped up and and doing what they're doing. Uh, at the same time, I don't know if you necessarily saw that 30 years ago, 40 years ago. No. Uh, you know, it, and. You know, I kind of miss that. I I kind of miss just the players that just stepped out on the diamond or stepped out on the field or stepped out on the ice and and they just did their thing. You know, I, I never cared for the celebrations. The, yeah, the, the end zone celebrations. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. As as amusing as some of them are, it always seemed to me a little wrong. Yeah. It, it it seems well, especially if if it's a blowout, you know, if 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 uh, one team's beating the other one by twenty, thirty points yeah. or whatever, yeah, and then and then you've got these big old celebrations going on, and, and uh, I don't know, I I I really think we we lost something there. That's why I'm hoping, as far as the uh, future generations, I'm hoping that we could cultivate. Uh, more sportsmanship out of them and uh, more understanding, more empathy. You know, but that little girl in Georgia maybe it, lead us the way. Huh? Exactly, exactly. So uh, in a, uh, a little bit, we're going to take a break. And uh, when we return, I'm going to play you the first of two Bill Wither songs that uh, I've chosen. And the uh, first one, when we come back from the break, will be Harlem. And I love that song. And I hope you do, too. So we're going to come back with Bill Weathers and Harlem when the good with Kevin Thomas returns. Saturday night in a 
stylings of Bill Withers right here on The Good with Kevin Thomas. Now you can hear this show every Saturday from noon to 1 p.m. right here on WRCR. We're also streaming on WRCR.com. Now if you're a business and you're looking for some advertising possibilities, all you have to do is uh, email Carrie, Carrie at WRCR.com. That's K E R R Y at WRCR.com. And uh, she'll hook you up with some really good rates. Get in while you can because once we get to 10,000 watts, I'm sure there'll be a little increase going on. So strike while the iron is hot and get in with us here at WRCR. And, uh, as I said, I'm here with Lou Young, and uh, we're uh, enjoying the time here. I was enjoying that song. I hadn't heard that Bill Withers song. Yeah, that is uh, that is the first song off his album, Just As I Am. 1971, uh, you said, 1971, right? 1971, yeah. Yeah, and I asked you what you were doing in 1971. <laughs> <laughs> what I was doing in 1971 was... Uh, I, I wasn't even a thought at that point. <laughs> but uh, what were you doing in 1971? I was a freshman uh, at St. Bonaventure University, upstate, uh, spending <laughs> the longest year of my life in Olean, New York. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I take it not the greatest of experiences. Oh, it was fine. It, you know, but listen. Uh, freshman year starting, it's always, you know, it's always whatever. It, it, right. It's always tough uh, to be uh, that age. It's always tough to try and find yourself and, right. you know, go from high school to college. But that's the first time I was ever on the radio, WOFM at St. Bonaventure in Olean, New York. Wow. And uh, and that, that's uh, that's probably the last time I, I uh, sat in front of a live radio mic, except uh, 
being interviewed. Well, I'm, that, I guess that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my first experience with the radio was 1996. I was at college, and uh, I just uh, started up there at St. Joseph's College of Maine mm -hmm. uh, in Standish, Maine. And uh, uh, no, that what, what were they? The, what what order ran that? Uh, that was uh, Sisters of Mercy College. Sisters of Mercy. Well, they yeah. they 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 were nice. St. <laughs> Bonaventure was Franciscans. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, uh, our radio station was known as WSJB. It was the Killer B. Yeah. And uh, we literally had a Killer B logo that oh, went cool. along with it. Uh, it's no longer around, uh. unfortunately. Uh, but uh, I'm hoping now that the school is building itself up into a, a real powerhouse in New England, I'm hoping they'll bring it back at some point. Well, you know, you, you mentioned something a minute ago about g going to 10,000 watts. Right. Well, uh, that hasn't happened yet? Uh, as far as I know, it hasn't happened yet, but it'll happen soon. And that and that's going to put the signal to the station uh, down into the uh, the big town, right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. How about so that? So that, that, we're looking forward to that because uh, just to be able to have that reach and, uh, yeah, hey, even my mom who's listening right now will be able to listen uh, on the radio as opposed to listening on her phone. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'll tell you, the audio quality, when you tell uh, uh, Alexa to bring it up yeah, um, uh, or whatever your assistant's name is, right. <laughs> um, the, the audio quality is really nice. It's really, yeah, really yeah. crisp. Yeah, really. Uh, what Alex and the engineers have done, uh, you know, it's it's pretty amazing, especially given the fact that Alex is a doctor. So I mean, j being a doctor and then and then coming in here and, and doing what he's doing, uh, definitely thank you, Alex, for everything you do. That's for sure. Well, you know, it's broadcasting. It ain't brain surgery. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's probably doing both. Uh, so I want to talk about Nyla Covington. Now, Nyla Covington was is a senior at Forest County Agricultural School, and uh, I'm trying to find out exactly where that is, but uh, anyways, uh, she was uh, recently voted homecoming queen by her fellow students, and uh, so... Here's the interesting thing. She wins the crown uh, as homecoming queen, and then she gives it to somebody else. Now, what she did was uh, she gave her crown to Brittany Walters. Now, Brittany Walters was another nominee for the homecoming uh, crown, and uh, just hours prior to the uh, decision of uh, who would be homecoming queen, she lost her mother to cancer. Now, uh, Brittany's friend, uh, hang on just a second, Brittany's friend, Tyra, said, I think she mumbled something along the lines of, I think your mother would want you to have this. The entire crowd was shocked and crying. And uh, 
Nyla actually said, I just felt like it was something that was put on my heart. It was really just for her to bring up her day a little bit. And she'd rather have her mom than a crown. But the point was, I was telling her that she was her mom's queen. And I was letting her know that she was loved by many and especially me. Now, Brittany's mother was not only a parent at the school, but also part of the school staff. She was working as a secretary in the office. So it was emotional for everybody. And as Tyra explained, it was like everything, everything we wanted but more. The community rallied to get Brittany there, even though her mother had died hours before. It was actually her mother's last words before she passed. AJ's last wish was to cheer for her daughter on that field. So, pretty powerful gesture right there by Nyla Covington. Kudos to her for doing something so heartfelt. Uh, really amazing. Uh, now, before we continue, I, I just got to get a drink real quick. Okay, uh, he's he heading down the block. Um, he's just getting through the door of the bar now, and uh, uh, he's back. He's back. What was? What is that? Is that a? Just joking. I'm joking. <laughs> that would have been the quickest trip to the bar <laughs> ever. Uh, now I got to talk about this story because I thought this uh, was awesome. Chris Nikic. Uh, Last year, he became the first person with Down syndrome to complete the Ironman triathlon. So next, uh, he's going to try to conquer the Boston Marathon and the New York City Marathon. And uh, now I, I believe the Boston Marathon just happened, so uh, we'll have to look for an update on, on this story. But uh, uh he said, uh, I'm ready for it. He admitted he's also looking fun to uh, looking forward to the fun and the parties. Uh, <laughs> last November, he earned a Guinness World Record for becoming the first person with Down syndrome to cross the finish line at a full Ironman competition. Now, we're talking uh, 2.4 miles of swimming, Biking 112 miles and then running 26.2 miles. I mean, I I could probably, uh, well, I can't even swim. That 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 that's the amazing thing. Uh, biking, I actually have never ridden a bike. And running, well, I'd probably get winded after half a mile. But. <laughs> But this guy, he goes out there, and he, he does such well, an he, amazing he, job. He's in great shape, he, undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. I'm, uh, you know, I'm not sure that Down syndrome would necessarily uh, preclude you from doing uh, that kind of physical activity. I mean. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully hopefully it, will, it will show more people that they can do it as well. Yeah. Uh, my, my un-PC sense of humor made me bite my tongue on a whole bunch of jokes there, but I'm not going <laughs> to. 
Well, we appreciate that. Now, now, uh, his father actually wrote a book called One Percent Better, Reaching My Full Potential and How You Can Too. And it follows Chris's journey leading up to the Ironman competition and beyond. And uh, one of the moments in the book came shortly after his birth when doctors told uh, Nick and his wife Patty that Chris had Down syndrome and a ventricle uh, septal defect, a hole in his heart. Wow. Uh, So uh, one of the doctors told them, whatever dreams we had formulated for our child should be abandoned. And uh, so abandoned, not maybe modified. Right. Exactly. The doctor actually said abandoned. Uh, Hard to believe that. But uh, months later, they performed open heart surgery on Chris. And seven days later, doctors saw irregularities in his heart, saying that he needed to implement a permanent pacemaker because there would be zero chance it could work on its own. So Nick and Patty, his parents, asked family members and friends to pray and doctors and asked doctors to test Chris Hart, uh, Chris's uh, heart again. Wait, this is the guy who's running the... the th- this is, Chris is the guy that... that running the, tri- the Ironman Triathlon? The Ironman Triathlon. Whoa. Now, wow. here's the interesting thing. They asked doctors. Now, this was when he was a baby. Yeah. Uh, they asked doctors to test Chris Hart, uh, Chris's heart again, and they did. And the following day, doctors discovered that Chris did not need a pacemaker. So either they were wrong, or something unusual happened. Right. Okay. So, uh, Nick, his father, said, "We don't know what happened." So we believe God had a special plan for him because he could not have done what he did with a pacemaker on. You know, that that underlines the fact that the human spark is not uh, based purely or even maybe completely on, on, on intellect uh, or, or um, right. uh, you know, Compassion. I mean, how many people with Down syndrome do we know that have just wonderful compassion and 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 uh, uh, we relate to on a on a you know regular level? I mean, it's it's the idea that um, that the intellectual um, comprehension might be a little different doesn't change your humanity. It doesn't exactly. You know, and and this and certainly underscores doesn't change your ability to do a a triathlon. Triathlon, That's for sure. That, that's really that's really amazing. Uh, uh, throughout the majority of his childhood, Patty was responsible for Chris's overall care and education while Nick led his sales consulting business. There came a point where the family wondered what Chris's future would look like as a person with Down syndrome. And uh, Nick, his father, said, uh, this can't be it. There has to be more, and so we hit a breaking point where we would just we just would not accept that that was the rest of his life. Uh, when Chris was 18, he developed an affinity for exercising after working out with his father, and eventually took on athletics. And uh, Nick said 
he started to enjoy it and started to get a little bit better, right? Then his vision of his future came out. That's when he wrote on the wall that he was going to be a world champ. We just listened to him carefully. We didn't dismiss what he was telling us as cute and impossible. We actually took it to heart, and we believed it. And then we helped him achieve his goals and his dreams. But that, that's amazing. Amazing wow. story. Wow. And, uh, you know, it... it, uh, it uh, I, I just uh, I, I just love that story. But anyways, we're going to take a break right now. And when we return, the second of the uh, Bill Withers tunes will be played. Lonely Town, Lonely Street. Now, the reason why I picked this one is because it was the first song off his second album, Still Bill. So we'll have that song for you when the good with Kevin Thomas returns.
WRCRAM 1700. We're also streaming on WRCR.com. And uh, you're listening to The Good with Kevin Thomas. I am Kevin Thomas, and I'm here today with Lou Young and uh, newsman extraordinaire. Hey. And, Hi. Uh, yeah, I just want to thank you once again for uh, for hopping aboard here. Uh, well, you know, yeah, I, uh, I wanted to see how things work here, and... Uh, I wanted to uh, meet you because I, th- I guess we'll be working together uh, in the in the new year. In the new year, looking forward to it for oh, sure. Oh, it's going to be great! It's going to be great. Uh, and uh, you know, stay tuned to WRCR. I'm telling you, we we got some great programs on the way, and uh, uh, and of course, you still got great programs like the Jeff and Will show in the morning, six to ten, and uh, uh, Faith Unscripted that you can catch on Tuesdays. At 10 o'clock, uh, you can also catch Michael's Gifts on Wednesday after the news, traffic, and weather at 9.15 on Wednesday mornings. Second Thursday of the month, we've got house calls, uh, and, and that's always a great show, always very informative. And, of course, we've got the Duop Dream Machine every Friday night from 6 to 8 playing your favorite songs from the 50s, 60s, maybe even 70s, maybe even 80s. I've heard some 80s songs on there as well. So, oh, yeah. So running the gamut of uh, music and uh, decades. And uh, definitely uh, definitely tune in. There, There is going to be a change in the schedule for this show, and I'll get into that more next week. Uh because uh, we do, I, I, I know we've got uh, next Saturday is the 23rd, and then the following Saturday is the 30th, and I, I believe the 30th uh, I'm actually not going to be here. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into that more next week, and uh, we'll talk about the future of The Good with Kevin Thomas, and it's pretty exciting. So the times, they are changing. Times, they are changing indeed. And literally. Literally. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, you know, you, you were talking about doo-wop there. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I remember when I was a, you know, when I was a young man, teenager. You know, uh, uh, the doo-wop seemed like it was ancient music to me, because you know, when you're 18, something from 10 years ago is, seems like, uh, you know, crazy. Another. And, and I used to era. play on WCBS FM, and I remember how old it sounded, and I realized that uh, that now, you know, it wasn't that old. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I, sometimes you know it's like you nowadays you you really have to look, in my opinion, you you really have to look for the good music, because uh, you know, a lot of I, I'm not really a big fan of a lot of the mainstream music nowadays, you know, but uh, not that I don't respect the musicians who do. Sure, it, you know for sure. They got talent beyond anything that I could do. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, there's just something about the music of the 60s, 70s, even the 80s, and a little bit of the 90s as well. It, it, I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Time and place, Kevin. It's time, time and place. place you yeah. know? I mean, because, uh, you know, back when I was a teenager, if we were, if I was listening to music that is as old as that music is now... Right, I'd have been listening to, to Scott Joplin and uh, uh, you know and uh, uh, you know uh, 
Volvodio Dole and uh, you know what, what do you call it? You know that that kind of a uh, right, that right. kind of a- a- ancient uh, early jazz. You know, right, right. Now, uh, if my phone will actually work, we only have a few minutes left in the show. So if you feel like uh, saying hello, if you feel like uh, sharing some good news, it's real simple. The number is eight four five four two nine seventeen hundred. That's eight four five four two nine one seven zero zero. Now, I, I want to talk about this. Uh, now, they just recently did this uh, phase three cancer trial, and it it went from positive trends in survival to completely eradicated. Check this out. An innovative combination of two immunotherapy drugs were shown to extend the life of patients with metastatic or relapsed head and neck cancer without forcing them to endure extreme chemotherapy. Around 12,000 people in the UK are diagnosed with head and neck cancer per year, often at a late stage. In the U.S., in 2018, it was 46,000 and climbing. Uh, so this trial was uh, funded by uh, Bristol Myers Squibb and conducted at the Royal Marston NHS Foundation. And uh, what they did was uh, 77-year-old Barry Amrose of Barry St. Edmunds was diagnosed with throat cancer in 2017 and it had spread to his lungs. He was told by his local hospital that palliative care was his only option. Then he heard about the trial, so he took part. And after eight months, his cancer completely disappeared. Uh, when, when the research nurses called me to tell me that, after two months, the tumor in my throat had completely disappeared. It was an amazing moment. While there was still disease in my lungs at that point, the effect was staggering. In fact... I was doing so well on the trial, I was allowed to pause it in November 2018 to go on a Caribbean cruise with my wife. <laughs> now, uh, what's the treatment? Now, uh, the drugs are, uh, uh, forgive me if I mispronounce this, but uh, nivolumab and uh, ipilimubab. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the Klingon name. I think that's the Klingon name for sure. Uh, now it didn't always lead to cures like an Ambrose, but conferred upon late state head and neck cancer patients on average three more months of side effect free survival when compared to traditional chemotherapy. Yeah. Uh, so the average survival time was 17 months the longest ever achieved in late-stage head and neck cancer patients. That's great. That's, that's amazing. You know, but you got to be careful with, with uh, anecdotal uh, stories about cures because people have been chasing cancer cures right. uh, down those little trails forever. I mean, uh, you know, how many, how many famous and unfamous people ran down to Mexico for all sorts of uh, treatments that never, never worked, you know? Right, right. It's, uh, you know, listen, we're all going to die. You know, right. So, 
but uh, but that's that's good a good development. I hope the uh, the scientists can find something there. It's it's an ongoing battle to try to eradicate it, and uh, uh, I mean at times it may seem like we're not winning the battle, but uh, you know it seems like lately, uh, at least in the last ten twenty years, uh, it seems cancer patients. It's never been better. Yeah. I, you know, I, I don't believe in, I told, we were just talking, I don't believe in the good old days. I mean, people, people used to die of cancer. That was it. You got cancer, you're dead. Yeah. And now there's a million ways to survive it. Yeah. Uh, you, people used to get AIDS. You got AIDS, you're dead. Yeah. Now there's, uh, you know, there's a million ways, a lot of ways to survive it. Right. And, and it's, it, it's true with, uh, with a lot of things. It's like with this COVID-19 virus, uh, you know, uh, hopefully next year we'll be dealing with it like another variety of the flu. Right, right, right. But you got to get vaccinated, right? For sure, for sure. Got to get vaccinated. Yeah, looking, uh, looking at the time, we are almost out of time. It, it, this hour goes by so fast. I swear. Uh, Thank you for having me. Uh, yeah, I I appreciate you being here, and uh, you know, hopefully, I I was a good teacher. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yes, professor. Yes, <laughs> for sure. I want to thank all of you out there for joining us today for yet another Saturday here on WRCR. And we will be back next Saturday at 12 noon for another edition of The Good with Kevin Thomas. Meantime, you can catch me on Monday at 3 o'clock with Clement the PM and Peter Clemente right here on WRCR. So, uh, And as Lou said, you can catch him at the beginning of next year, which is coming up pretty quickly, because time seems to we be. We got fun. some time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't uh, set the calendar yet, but yeah. we'll uh, we'll get to you. <laughs> uh, for sure. For sure. We're looking forward to it. So, anyways, I'm Kevin Thomas. That's Lou Young, and I want to thank you for joining us. And uh, stay tuned for some great music throughout the weekend. And uh, I hope you have a great weekend. God bless and take care. The preceding program has been furnished by its host and sponsors. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WRCR or its management.